Hey everyone, welcome. This is episode one of Talking Shit with Selena, the podcast where I will talk shit about anyone and anything. Why talking shit, some of you may ask. The answer is simple. I enjoy talking shit. Now I heard a long time ago in my life that if you choose a career that you love, you'll never work a day in your life. And so I've thought about this for a long time, for many years, and I've always wondered what that one thing could possibly, possibly be that I love so much. And there's a lot of things I like, but it's very hard to narrow it down. What's that one thing I would never get tired of, my one passion? It's really hard to figure out in life. And so I decided to one day just be 100% honest with myself, just look really deep inside and find what it is, what's my passion? And I really learned that what I love most is hating. And I don't know what's so wrong with me that I'm so angry inside that hating is what I love, but I just, I love hating. I love to hate on people. I love to be angry. Um, A lot of people think like, oh, Selena, there's that angry chick. She's always mad and talking shit about people. And no, that's not true at all. If I'm talking shit, and I'm like hating on people, I'm actually really happy because those are my happiest moments. And all of my friends, we all enjoy talking shit too. Um, Some of my best friends are the ones who I love to sit around with and we all just talk shit about the same people that we don't like. And even sometimes the people we do like. And I know that a lot of you actually probably really like talking shit more than you will admit. If you're one of those people who is saying right now, I don't like to talk shit about other people, I like to be the bigger person, or I'm above all that, then this is not the podcast for you. You should not listen to this at all. What you should do is you should really look deep inside yourself like I did and try to be really honest with yourself and see if you actually do love talking shit, because I bet you will. And if you do, if you do decide that, then you can listen to this podcast. But if you're just gonna be a fake bitch, don't listen. I'm not exactly sure where I came up with the podcast idea, but I know that talking shit is just, it's a healthy way to vent and get things off my chest um, instead of holding it all in and like blowing up one day. But I think the podcast thing was kind of to spare my husband a little sanity because he's actually one of the few people who don't really t- like talking shit. And it's, it's taken me a while to realize that. It's a hard concept for me to grasp, somebody who doesn't really like talking shit. But he kind of just sits there and he nods his head and he says, says stuff like, yeah, uh-huh. And he pretends to listen just to make me happy. Or maybe it's because he doesn't want me talking shit about him. I don't know. So I come from a pretty small town. Population's about 38,000. And in this town, there's two main roads, uh, Fry Boulevard and Highway 92. And so chances are, if you're driving somewhere in this town, at some point you will be on one of those roads. So the other day, I'm on my way to the gym I'm on Fry Boulevard, and on the corner of Fry Boulevard, 
there's this lady sitting. She's sitting in a wagon under a shaded tree. And she just looks so sad, so miserable. Today's the worst day of her life. And she has this sign next to her, and not just a regular sign, a giant sign. And the giant sign reads, Abandoned by husband, please help. Now, I don't normally help homeless people unless they have dogs. A lot of times I will bring dog food for the dogs because it's not the dog's fault. And one time there was this ugly guy and he had a sign that said, I tried to strip, but I was too ugly. And it made me laugh. And so I gave him some money just for being creative. But I don't normally help homeless people because I think they're lazy. Like they're not even trying at all. Like for this abandoned lady, for instance, she took the time to go and find a giant piece of cardboard and a permanent marker and thought of something to write and a well-thought-out location. So she has some sort of a brain and she sits there for a while because I've seen her now two days in a row, not just one, and I see her on my way to the gym and on my way back from the gym. So she sits there for a while. She takes a lot of time out of her day to do this. And if you have time to do all that, you have time to go look for a job. In fact, you should actually be begging for a job. And I guarantee that you can walk into any establishment and if you are begging them for work, begging them for any type of a job, they will find something for you to do. It might not be exactly the thing that you want to do, but at least it's some type of income. I happen to know that McDonald's, which is right down the street from her location, is currently hiring. And I heard that they pay pretty well. You don't need any experience to get a job there. I'm sure that they would hire her there if she was begging them for a job, if she really wanted to work. But either way, you can't be abandoned by your husband. It's not a thing. This lady is giving her husband way too much power. Okay, her husband does not own her. You're not a dog. And you're not a small, starving child. You can't be abandoned. And instead of this lady just sitting there day after day, pretending to be helpless, wouldn't it be the best revenge if she were to actually just transform herself into the best version of herself. So she goes out and she gets a job, any job, any type of income. And each morning before work, she goes for a run or even after work, whichever she prefers, goes for a little run. So she gets into a little better shape. Um, she starts doing her hair and her makeup. While she's at it, slap on a pair of new boobs. Whatever, she, whatever it is she doesn't like about herself. And then next time she sees her husband, he'll be sorry that he left her. He'll be like, why did I leave her? Now I remember why I liked her in the first place. Instead, he's driving past her every day and he's like, man, I'm so glad I left her. Because there she is just pretending to be helpless and that's probably how she was throughout their marriage. But it's people like this that make me wonder, 
how did humans become the top of the food chain? How did we become the smartest beings on the planet? Because if you ask me, humans are getting weaker and we're getting dumber. And pretty soon, animals are going to start figuring this shit out. Animals are about to take over. Like dolphins, they've already got one up on us. They've got this like underwater radar communication thing where they, it's called echolocation. They send like little signals to each other. They also have their own um, individual unique whistle. They know who's calling when they whistle. All they've got to do now is learn how to grow legs and they just crawl up on land and they'll take over. Is that what this lady wants? She wants dolphins to take over? But this lady, she just needs to go and she needs to make something of herself. And I know a lot of you are thinking, you know, I don't know her story. Maybe she has a mental illness. And if you are thinking this, then you're an enabler. You're the reason that people are like this in the world. Everybody has been through something in life. Everything has had their own trauma, even if it was something little. If it's trauma to them, it's trauma. Everybody has anxiety these days. Everybody has depression. If you ask me, the world is crazy. We're all a little crazy. The world should be medicated. But don't use that as a crutch. Don't use whatever your story is or disability or anything like that. Don't use that as a crutch. Take what you've been given and make something of it. Take John Nash, for example. He was a schizophrenic lunatic. He almost lost his family and his kids. And then one day he decided, you know what? I'm not going to be this way. I'm not going to be this person. And he turned his life around. He became one of the world's best mathematicians. He ended up winning a Nobel Peace Prize. Or Jewel, for example, she lived in her car. She started out in her car. And even with her small hands and her foolish games, she became a great artist. But just accomplish something, accomplish anything. So the other night, my husband and I, we went on a date and we don't really get to get out of the house very much without the kids, but we did this night. And he likes beer, I like wine, and so we went to a place that had both of them. Now, when you go to one of these places, a wine-tasting place, that is, not a, really a beer-tasting place, but when you go to one of these wine-tasting places, you kind of have to be sophisticated, right? Like, you have to at least act like you know what you're doing. Anyway, so we walk in, and my husband forgets his ID in the car, which he always does. So he goes out to get it. And the bartender comes to ask for mine, and I'm rummaging through my purse, trying to find it. And as I'm doing that, this drunk, middle-aged, balding man swivels his chair around towards me, and he says something that sounds like, go out back. And I was just like, I was kind of offended that he's telling me to go out back. And so I said, what did you say? And what he really said was, try the Malbec and he has a glass of wine in his hand which I assume was Malbec and then he says it's divine 
Now this guy immediately annoyed me because I get annoyed really easily anyway. But he doesn't even know what kind of wine I like. And he's telling me to try a wine that's really dry. I don't like Malbec wine. I don't like my wine that dry. And he's obviously trying to be more sophisticated than me because he's saying stuff like divine. So I look at the menu and the Malbec is in fact the driest wine they have. It's at the bottom of the menu, which means that it's the most driest and full-bodied wine there. And so I don't even think I said anything to him. I think I just swiveled my own chair around and um, went on about finding my ID. But what I should have said to him is, no, I will not try that. And don't tell me what to do. So we're having a good time, me and my husband, and we are um, talking about our wines and stuff, having our tastings. And this guy is over in his chair, and he's just being very loud. You can tell that he wants somebody to acknowledge him. He wants some type of attention. And the bartender is just annoyed, but she's engaging conversation with him because she wants his money. And so my husband is a type of person who feels very bad when people want to talk to him, when he can tell that somebody wants to say something to him, or if he knows that people are being left out. He just starts to feel really awkward, and he has to say something. Even if he tries to hold it in, it's like he has to say something. So my husband now turns to this guy, and while he does, he accidentally makes eye contact with him. So now it's just the conversation has begun already. So my husband says something like, hey, how's it going? And the guy just opens up about his entire life. He swivels his chair over again because he's just having so much fun swiveling around. These chairs are actually pretty fun. They just, you just turn them around in them wherever you like. And so I realize now that I'm no longer on a date with my husband. I am by myself doing my wine tasting and this middle-aged man and my husband are now on a date. And they're having a lot of fun talking. Anyway, so this guy is just really drunk and he's like slurring his words and his face is flushed and he is talking about how happy he is tonight because he gets to go out by himself, his wife's out of town, and also his daughter's out of town. And he's very repetitive about his daughter saying that he loves her, but that he's glad she's gone, pretty much. So he has this 14-month-old, and he's talking about how she, every now and then, smacks him across the face, and he's like, what the hell? And so he's getting mad at this 14-month-old, and he says, you know, though, I'm okay with it because she's actually, she's just like me. Like, these are the moments when you realize that you see your kids inside yourself. And I know what he meant to say, and usually people, they realize what they said, and they um, they correct themselves right away, but instead he said it twice. And then he says, I'm glad because my daughter is becoming an asshole like me. 
And so this 14-month-old has no idea what she's doing. She has no malicious intent behind her hand swinging. She's just trying to figure out how her hands work still. And she probably hit her dad in the face and he made a funny reaction. And so she continues to do it because she thinks it's funny. She doesn't realize exactly what she's doing. But her dad is now unfortunately predispositioning his daughter to become an asshole just like him. He's proud of the fact that he thinks he's going to raise an asshole child. The only problem is, is that he's not an asshole so much. He's more of a douchebag. And that just sucks. If she's going to grow up and be a douchebag just like him, that sucks. So I hope that she inherits maybe her mother's genes, maybe the mom is smarter, or that she just realizes, you know, I'm going to stop this right here at this generation. I'm going to stop the douchebagness right here, and I'm just going to become my own person, and I'm going to make this better for our family tree. Maybe she won't become an asshole or a douchebag. I don't know. Anyway, so I think my husband could finally uh, start to feel that I was now getting irritated, and so he had to stop the conversation. And so he said something like, yeah, man, take it easy. And the guy left after that. And so we continued to have our date, and um, I decided that I was going to get a bottle of wine to take home with me because at this point I had had three glasses of wine. And after three glasses, I'm, like, ready to party. So I'm thinking I'm going to take a bottle home with me. We're going to go home. We're going to do karaoke in our living room. We're going to have a party. Like, it's going to get fun tonight. And that's not at all what happened. We went home. As soon as we got home, I passed out in my bed with my clothes still on, face down. But the point is, at least I waited until we got home to do that. And in the privacy of my own home, I passed out on my bed. I kept my composure while I was out in public, like this grown man should have done. And then when I got home, I passed out. And that's how everybody should live their life. Everybody should keep their composure in public. And then when you get home, you can do whatever you want. So guys, when you go out at night, don't lose your dignity or your keys. Don't lose your dignity or your keys. Those are the two things you want to make sure that you keep with you the entire time. And don't do stupid shit in general because I'm always watching. I'm always judging. And if you ever come up to me and like I'm saying something, but my face is saying something else, it's probably because we're somewhere where I'm not allowed to say exactly what I'm thinking or what I want to say. So listen to my face because that's actually what I mean to be saying. And then after you listen to my face, listen to my podcast because then I'll be saying it on my podcast. But I hope you enjoyed episode one of talking shit this concludes the episode and tune in next time there will be plenty more shit talking and you can find out if i'm talking shit about you